Welcome to The Way Church. We're glad you're joining us for today's message. For sermon notes, service times, and more information, check us out online at thewaychurchva.com. Now let's join Pastor Matt Rothy with this week's message. morning we're talking about John Mark as we continue our sermon series called Heroes of the Faith. We're also going to talk about the Apostle Paul. And there, there's a third person that I know we're going to mention, but we're not going to go in depth in. That's Barnabas. And Barnabas is known throughout Scripture as a great encourager, someone who had the gift of encouragement, which is really, really an interesting thing as we talk about this, because one of the people who has been an encouragement in my life is a gentleman named Pastor Daniel Lyrer, and he has been encouragement towards me in my life, also towards ministry and service in the church, and he's also the person whom I have to thank for really opening up my eyes and sharing a lot of the thoughts that you'll hear in this sermon about John Mark being a hero of the faith. So let's say a quick prayer before we begin this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of the women and men in our lives who have encouraged us with your word. As we meditate on your word, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. What does the TV personality, Ellen DeGeneres, actor Chris Pratt, and the evangelist, John Mark, all have in common? The answer? At one time or another, all of them have been canceled. Let me tell you the story about at least the latter of those three. John Mark. John Mark was a up-and-comer in the New Testament Christian church. He was someone that had the gifts to serve in ministry. He would be a fantastic candidate for service and ministry in the church. And he was someone, well, who in first century Jerusalem experienced cancel culture. Like I said, he, he was someone who had a lot of gifts for service in the church, for service in ministry. He wasn't an apostle, but he was someone who hung out with the apostles. If you're thinking about it today, it might be like this. He wasn't on the launch team that started the New Testament church, but he was one of the very first members to join the church. His family hosted a small group. His family was a prominent Christian family that lived in Jerusalem, and it was in their home, well, where the Christians met early on. John Mark, he was a cousin to Barnabas. Barnabas, known as one of the foremost great missionaries who was a part of that dynamic duo of Paul and Barnabas. Yet John was a real fantastic candidate for service, for ministry in the church. And so when Paul and Barnabas were going on their very first missionary journey, he presented himself to them, to the church, and he said, can I come? Can I serve in the church? And they said, yeah. 
They took him along. John Mark was there when they were spreading and sharing the gospel in Cyprus. John Mark was there when an opponent to the gospel confronted Paul and Paul turned that man blind. John Mark was there when a very prominent Roman politician, Sergius Paulus, confessed his faith in the one true faith. Yeah, he was there. He was there when Barnabas and Paul went out on the church's first missionary journey to go and make disciples of all nations. John Mark was there for all of it. Yeah, he was a real up-and-comer in the church. He had all of the gifts to serve and be a part of ministry. Until we get to Acts chapter 13, where we read this. Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John Mark left them to return to Jerusalem. John Mark was a deserter. John Mark left them. And so maybe, maybe he wasn't such a good candidate to serve in the church after all. At least that's what the Apostle Paul thought. This is Acts chapter 13. Here's Acts chapter 15. Barnabas, this is before the second missionary journey, Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them on the second journey. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took John Mark and sailed for Cyprus But Paul chose Silas and left. Paul canceled John Mark. Paul, the guy who filled the entire New Testament with words about forgiveness and love and unity, would not budge. He said, Barnabas, I will take you. I will take Silas, but I will not take that guy. I will not take John Mark. You see, the calling is too important. The work is too holy. The margin of error is too slim. I'm not going to let him let us down ever again. Can you imagine that? The dark night of the soul that, that must have set in on John Mark. The Apostle Paul says, You're done, you're canceled. He says, Paul, I know I messed up. I I know I quit when I should have committed. I know that I I should have been here. Paul says, no. John Mark, no. I'm not going to let you serve in this ministry, in this church. Ministry is service. And service is ministry. You don't have to be a minister to minister. Ministry is service, and service is ministry. All of us serve in a variety of different ways. Therefore, all of us minister in a variety of different ways. And and one thing's the same, though. No matter how you're serving, no, no matter how you're ministering in your life, 
It's a privilege. It's a privilege because all of our service is, is praise and thanks to God. All of our service is a gift from God in which we get to take advantage of the opportunities to praise him. That's why we talk about it a lot here. That's why last week I, I stood up here, or, or rather out there, and at our Vision Sunday, or our, our annual meeting, I talked about how 65% of this church is involved in some active, ongoing form of ministry. But I also talked about how there's a lot of different other ways that we get to serve, and we're okay with talking about that because these are gifts. They're not ours. This isn't something we do to get God's love. We are already loved as much as God will ever love us. But service, it's one way we get to praise him, say thanks to him, and bring glory to him. So yeah, we, we talk about ministry here. We talk about service here. But there's a flip side, maybe a, a dark side to service that rarely gets spoken about. And when it does, or if it does, it's usually brought up with hushed tones and whispered questions. Do I have what it takes to serve God? Should I serve God? After, after everything I've done and, and all the mess-ups I've made, can God use me for his purpose, for a bigger purpose? I don't know, maybe, maybe you haven't thought those exact questions, but maybe those questions, those, those fears are, are somewhere floating beneath the surface of your heart. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's why so many people come to church but never really plug into church because they're afraid. They're afraid of what happens if I do. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe people are going to find out about me that I'm not everything that I pretend to be. And that's why this story of cancel culture in the New Testament church, it's our story. The story about Paul canceling John Mark is really a story for all of us. As I prepared for the message this morning and read through God's word again and again, one thing struck me, and, and that was about this story. Who do you see yourself as? Do you see yourself as Paul or do you see yourself as John Mark? Who do you identify with as you think about their, their sharp disagreement? If you think of yourself as John Mark, which really all of us can and maybe have before, it's likely you have a story or maybe a history of letting others down. And not just letting your personal mentors down, but, but letting the divine motivator, I'm talking about the Lord of the church, Jesus Christ, down. And you let him down with secret sins. Sins that, that only you know about and only the God that you wish to serve know about. 
And because their secret sins, their silent sins, your friends, your family, the people at this church, they'll never know about these sins, but they scream in your mind. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are pretending to be a part of God's family? Who do you think you are thinking you can serve in God's family? Mark's story is all our story because we've all failed. We've all fallen. But for most of us, it's not that public. Only God knows about it. And so our plea that John Mark made to Paul is, is, is really a plea that we make to God. God, please don't cancel us. Please don't write us off. And you want to know what the Lord says to you? I don't cancel people whose sins I've canceled. I don't just forget about people whose sins I don't remember anymore. I don't write off people whose names are written in the book of life. Look, if you have ever wondered if you have what it takes to serve or even just be in God's family, if you've ever been concerned about the fact that, oh, geez, I did these things and those things, can God really use me? Listen to what the Lord says about you. He puts you on his heart. He forgives you. He loves you. He's redeemed you. It doesn't stop there. He hasn't canceled you. He has called you to be his own and serve him. Let that, let forgiveness drive away that dark night of the soul. Let forgiveness drive away any fears that you have, any doubts that you've had, any insecurities you've had about your standing with God. Let that message, the gospel, let forgiveness drive away any doubts or fears that you've had about serving again because you've been burnt by the church or burnt by a pastor or burnt by anyone else in Christianity. Let forgiveness drive all of that away. Let forgiveness drive you back again to the friend that you went to and you tried to share the gospel with, but they weren't so welcoming. If you've ever failed as a spouse, as a parent, as a neighbor or a friend, let forgiveness drive you to serve another day, a better day, because here's a truth. There is nothing like forgiveness. There is nothing like the gospel in all the world. And that is what moves us. That is what makes us able to serve Christ in his kingdom forever. That is something that John Mark knew. Can you imagine what it must have been like to be canceled by the apostle Paul if you are in the first century Christian church? No, John Mark knew what that was like. But he didn't let them that stop him from serving his God because he knew that God didn't cancel him. God called him. You know what Barnabas, or excuse me, John Mark went on to do? He went on to serve with Barnabas. He went on to proclaim the gospel in Cyprus. You know what he did after that? He hooked up with the apostle Peter and helped Peter serve the Christians in Rome. You want to know what he did after that? He wrote a thrilling, fast-paced action book that you know as the gospel according to St. Mark. That's right. This guy who was canceled, this guy who one time bailed, wrote the second book in the New Testament. I hope you're listening. 
I hope you're listening because God can use all of us who have failed, who have bailed, who have come to our own personal pamphylia in life. And well, if you've ever got going when the going gets tough, know this, that your God never leaves you. He's chosen you, he's called you, and he doesn't cancel you, but he cares for you. That's John Mark. He knew that. But what if you see yourself as St. Paul? What if you see yourself as the Apostle Paul? And by that, I mean, you're someone, gave it away, and that means you are someone who at some point in your life has dismissed somebody who's let you down. Well, can I share with you some of the very last words that Paul ever wrote? Paul was in Rome. He was in prison and he knew his, his days were numbered. He knew he wasn't going to get out of his Roman imprisonment, but he knew he would die. He would, he would die for the cause of the gospel. So he got his pen and his paper and he wrote a letter to a young pastor named Timothy. Do you see what he said? Get John Mark. Some of the last words he ever wrote were this. He said, get John Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> How did Paul go from saying John Mark is unreliable to John, John Mark is very helpful to me in my ministry? What we know is this. Time passed. 15, maybe 20 years passed from the time Acts 13 to what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we know time heals all wounds. We know that that happens in our lives. We can imagine, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but, but maybe John Mark had opportunities to prove himself to Paul. But something happened to happen in Paul. Something had to happen in Paul for him to go from dismissing John Mark, writing him off, canceling him, to him calling for John Mark to be by his side. What happened? Jesus happened. And what Jesus did for Paul, Paul did for John Mark. Can I read you words that Paul wrote in his first letter to Timothy? Paul said this. He said, even though I once was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy. I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, might possibly display his immense patience. It's really hard. It's really, really hard to be impatient with someone who wants to serve the Lord when you remember the immense, infinite patience that God has had with all of you. It's really hard to ask the question, how could someone like that be a part of this church when you remember that, that God has called someone like this to be a part of this church? It's really hard to say things like, how could God use someone like that to be a part of this church and build this church? 
when you know that God has used and called someone like this, someone like you and I, to serve and build his church? I ask you the question, who, who do you see yourself as in this story? John, Mark, or the Apostle Paul? The reality is there's probably been times in our lives where, where we've, we've played both parts. We've played both roles. And that means that this, this story, this story of cancel culture in the New Testament Christian church Well, it's a story for us. It's a story for pastors and people in any church. And here's why. Because rightly, pastors, church leaders, and and people who have been a part of a church for even a minute, very rightly, they work really, really hard to connect people to the gospel. All people, not just pastors, but people, young and old, they work hard to connect people to Christ and community using the gospel. And yet wrongly, so often what what churches and church leaders and and people who have been around church for a long time do to others is cancel them. Oh, they see that they aren't engaging in this or that the same way that I do. Forget about them. Oh, they're not showing up at this time and in this place like I always have gone with them. If you've ever thought that or done that, Paul has advice for you. Don't cancel people. Don't give up on people, but keep caring for people. Keep caring for people even when it seems like they don't care to be cared for. Care for people because Christ didn't cancel you, but Christ calls for you. Christ cares for you all the days of your life. This is a story that is for you and me, people and pastors of any church of any time. It's a story because here's what we know. We know two things. We know that if you are a Christian, you have been given a gift, a spiritual gift, at least one, to serve Christ, to serve Christ and the community that Christ has called you to. All of you have a gift. That's why we say we're not just spiritual consumers, we're spiritual contributors, and we embrace the Bible's biblical metaphor of the body of Christ. That's a sermon for a different day, but you are a part of that, whether you're a pinky or a kneecap, a toe or a nose, everyone has a place in Christ's family. That's the first thing we know. Here's the second thing we know about those gifts. They're not for you. The gifts that Christ has given you are to serve others. And that means the whole concept, the whole idea of Christianity, it necessitates you know people. You get to know people and you love people. As you serve them, they serve you, and you serve side by side. But let me ask you this. Do you think if, if people who are saints, who have been called by God, equipped to serve Christ in his church, well, if they hang out long enough, you think sinner saints might ever disappoint one another? 
The question is not whether or not pastors and people will disappoint one another. What are you going to do with the disappointment? That's the question. That's the question. Are you going to let it like stew and build up to the point where you cancel somebody and say, no, it's better if I'm just not around them. It's better if our families aren't in the same group. It's better if I don't serve on the same team as him or I'm not in the same group as her. Or are you going to forgive? Or are you going to let go what we read in Ephesians 4 of, of all bitterness, of anger, and forgive one another just as in Christ God has completely, fully, 100% shown you his immense, infinite patience and forgiven you. That's what Paul did. At one time, Paul did cancel John Mark, but then he looked at him through the lens of Christ. He looked at him and, and what did he see? He, he saw a man who was not without his faults, not without his fails or his foibles, but he saw someone who stood faultless before God because he was covered in the flood of the blood of Jesus Christ and all of his sins were forgiven. Bring John Mark to me. He is very helpful to me in my ministry. You think about people maybe that have failed us or, or have left us high and dry. By God's grace, one day, you might say it about them. They've been very helpful to me in my ministry, in our ministry. John Mark was a hero. John Mark was a hero of faith, not because he was perfect, but because he fell into the forgiving arms of the one who was the foundation of his faith. John Mark was worthy to serve in ministry. John Mark was a hero. And so are you. And so am I. And that means you have something to give. That means you have something to give to these people here and in the community around us. All of you. John Mark's plea, God, don't cancel me. Often that might be our plea to God. It might be our plea to others. And maybe it's other people's plea to us. So don't cancel people. Don't cancel yourself for service and ministry in, in God's family, in God's church, because you have something to give because you. You're a hero of faith because you are covered in the flood of Jesus' blood of forgiveness. Amen. Amen.